Welcome to the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast. I'm your host, Mary Jolkowski. I'm an author, speaker, and all-around self-love advocate. And this is the podcast that'll inspire you to love yourself. Hey, self-lovers. How are you doing? I have some big, exciting news to share with you today, which is... I wrote another book. I think I mentioned that a little bit in other podcast episodes, but now it's official. 100 Days of Self-Love is available for you to pre-order, which means you will be the first to get it on November 1st when it comes out. And also make sure you go to maryscupoftea.com slash journal because all the links to pre-order are there. And If you pre-order by November 1st and fill out the form that I have on that website, I have a very special gift for you, which is the audiobook for free. I wanted to, well, I've always wanted to create like an audiobook version of the journal, but given that it's a journal, it took a little bit of creative thinking. And because you are a podcast listener and audio is just so valuable, I think, like there's something so special about having somebody in your headphones, having somebody like literally talk to you. So I hope that by pre-ordering the physical copy, you'll have the journal version of 100 Days of Self-Love. And then the audiobook will be my voice reminding you of how worthy, wonderful, and whole you are. So that's my big news. 100 Days of Self-Love, my book baby. And inspired by this launch of the new book, I wanted to record an episode talking about what I've learned after writing and publishing two books, particularly about self-love, which is something that, of course, I've always wanted to do. And to be honest, like I didn't even let myself dream of it because I thought it was so out of reach and so impossible. But now that I'm in this like writer's, author's world, I'm realizing that it's really not impossible. And in speaking with so many writers, some of whom will be on the podcast in episodes to come, we all say the same thing, which is like, if you want to be a writer, the biggest thing is to write. (laughs) And We don't say that to be facetious, but because we really feel the pain of like wanting to be recognized as a writer and that mental block preventing you from doing the craft itself, which is putting words on the paper. So I've had this episode planned for a couple weeks now, and I've just been kind of staring at it because I was trying to write out like five things I've learned after writing two books and nothing was coming to me. Like I was just blanking. So I decided to just turn on my microphone, sit down and record and really speak from the heart and just tell you about this journey. And I think that brings me to like the first thing I learned is that when in doubt, like when you're staring at a blank page, whether that's a, I don't know, a blank writing page, a journal, or if you're an artist or you're writing an email, like even if you're more in a technical position, the best thing that you can possibly do is to just fucking do it. And I think that in this case, 
Deadlines are so important for self-accountability. So right now, for example, I have a therapy appointment in 30 minutes and then boyfriend's coming home and then we go out of town for the weekend. So I won't be able to record this podcast episode. So I'm like, okay, Mary, just sit down, turn on the microphone and say what needs to be said, speak from the heart and share what you want to because whatever message downloads, trust that it'll be right for your listeners. That's the kind of self-talk that I've trained myself to have both with the podcast and writing and hosting retreats and just everything. Like I really had to deliberately tell myself things that would push me to create especially in the times when I really do not feel like creating. And that's the big thing about being a creative. And again, this extends to everything. I think everyone is creative, whether you identify that way or not. Like we all have this creative side to ourselves. We all are pretty much like wired to tap into that creativity. And this shows up when we talk, when we're hanging out with friends, when we're being funny, making jokes, when we're just expressing ourselves, when we're getting dressed. So it just shows up in like little tiny parts of our lives and it shows up in the big parts of our lives. Like if you are an actual creative for work, whether that's social media, writing, dance, art, anything and everything is creative. So I firmly believe that. So at the end of the day, you just have to sit down and write. That's like number one big thing I learned. The second thing is and again this is just right off the top of my head. I have nothing planned. But for me, have you heard of that saying that says like write drunk, edit sober? So the biggest thing that you have to keep in mind is that when you're making something, you want to be in this like state that's really tapped into the creative as opposed to the editor. And the reason why that's important is because if you're overly critical, which a lot of us are, and I know firsthand how easy it is to slip into self-criticism, whether that's with body image or life or relationships or your writing. And gosh, I guess the big theme of this episode is like, woohoo, how we do small things is how we do all things and everything affects everything else. So please excuse my tangents, but you cannot, you physically cannot create when you are in a space of criticism. So you need to figure out a method that works for you, that helps you like put on your creative hat and then take it off and then put on your editor's hat. And preferably you wear your creative hat for a solid chunk of time, like a few hours or even a few days, weeks, months. I try to do the whole months thing and I'm really lucky because I have a publisher and they have editors and I trust that they have my best interest at heart so I can really sit down and just write freely. But of course, as like a grammar freak, as somebody whose English is like a second language and I'm a little bit obsessive over making sure my sentences are structured in a sophisticated way, I suppose you could say, I just know that this whole like criticism is the number one block to your creative energy. So what are you going to do to deliberately put on your creative hat and deliberately ignore your inner critic, your inner editor? And what I like to do is just literally play pretend 
creativity, the fun thing about creativity is that there are creative aspects within creative aspects within creative aspects. So once you really get into it, you realize how the whole process is like absolutely transformative. So I put on my creative hat and I picture my creative as I like to call it a crazy ballet teacher. Why? Because I grew up doing ballet and I had a neurotic ballet teacher and she wore these funky outfits. And that's just what I think of when I think about being creative. So I put on my like crazy ballet teacher outfit, metaphorically, most of the time, and I just start writing. And then, like, say, a few hours roll around or I've written a couple paragraphs because, yes, it takes hours sometimes to write just a couple of paragraphs. Then I can switch over to my editor hat. And my editor hat has the archetype of being, like, almost this, I don't know, curmudgeon, like, little gremlin with glasses and kind of looks like a rat dressed like an accountant. I don't know why, but it's just like this grumpy little creature. And then I start, you know, picking apart my work and getting little nitty gritty about it and just seeing if there's something else that could be better. But my point here is that you cannot do both. Stop putting pressure on yourself to do both. When you are a creative, when you're a writer, artist, dancer, whatever other type of creator, you must honor your creativity by letting it flow through you fully. You cannot keep stopping yourself with your own self-criticism. And again, I had to learn this the hard way. This particular book that I wrote most recently, 100 Days of Self-Love, The Journal, what is so incredibly special about it is that I really wrote it for myself. And I think that's some of the best type of art is when it really is for yourself. Like it really is a message for yourself. It really feels like it It has to come out of you almost in a spiritual sense. And when I was writing it, there were just parts of it that were so damn hard. And the only reason they were hard is because I was making them hard. So I want to pass that on to you. Like, where in your art, work, or life are you making things harder than they need to be? And maybe you're not realizing it. Maybe you're thinking, like, what are you talking about, Mary? Life is hard. Everything's hard. No. Bullshit. I don't want to buy into that. If you want to buy into that, that's fine. But I truly believe that things can be easy if we let them be easy. And what I mean by that is like, sit down and just start writing. Just start typing. Just start painting. Like, just do it. Right now, as I'm recording this, I'm I'm practicing that. I'm like, okay, I don't need to bang my head against the wall and try to record this perfect podcast episode with the perfect words and make sure that it tells people how excited I am about the book, but also adds a ton of value and so that they walk away just feeling like they learned a ton from each and every single podcast episode. And like, that's great. Like having high expectations of yourself is probably what makes you a high performer and it's good to care. Don't get me wrong. And you need to cut yourself some slack. Let it go so that it can flow. Let go and let flow. 
which is a sneak peek into one of the journal prompts. Actually, now that I say that, I just remembered that that is one of the prompts in 100 Days of Self-Love. It's called Let Go and Let Flow. So this recent book, it's just a little bit different because there's 100 musings and each little excerpt is followed by a journaling prompt to help you dig a little deeper, think about things differently, really just do that soul searching to build self-awareness because once we're aware of things, then we can accept them. Then if we want, we can start to change them, but it always starts with awareness. So this journal is a lot about like self-discovery and letting your thoughts and feelings flow and posing questions in such a way that it inspires and ignites self-love very organically. So every single prompt is a small piece of my heart. And the reason why I structured it this way is because earlier this year, right before I started writing this book, I started taking voice classes just to like help me speak a little bit more freely and not get stuck with my breath and that kind of stuff because I do a lot of speaking. And one of the things that I learned in voice class is that your audience is going to feel whatever you're feeling. And the extension of that is that we as speakers, performers, writers, creators, we must trust that whatever we're feeling will serve the audience. So it's not necessarily about like changing how you feel. It's more about being like, okay, well, how can this feeling actually help the audience or listener or whoever you're talking to, right? So basically, I feel like I'm not explaining this right, but there was this one demo that somebody did. The person was an actor, and my voice teacher had him do a monologue. And once he did this monologue, she was like, okay, what are you feeling right now? And he's like, a little bit nervous. And she's like, well, can you think of a reason why your character might be feeling nervous too? Is there any way that you can, instead of trying to resist those nerves as your performing your monologue, is there any way that you can actually lean into the nerves and see how it can actually benefit your character? And she coached me in the same way when I did a private class with her because I was preparing to give a talk at a university. And again, there was this aspect where I was feeling like all these nerves and different feelings and, I don't know, self-doubt. And I was just describing all this to her when she had asked me and Then she said the same question she posed to the actor with his monologue, and she said, okay, well, do you think that maybe your audience, the young college girls that you're going to be talking to at the university, do you think maybe they struggle with self-doubt and nerves and feeling like they're not good enough to be doing something? Is there a way that you can lean into that instead of trying to resist it and kind of put on this inauthentic performance, which... It's kind of like a paradox, right? Like all performances have an aspect of performing, therefore they're like inauthentic and not necessarily real, but you can be a more authentic performer by not resisting your experience and instead channeling it, harnessing it, using it to strengthen your performance, your message, your writing, your art, whatever that is. 
And I use the same approach when it comes to my social media posts. Again, if I'm feeling like super stuck and I don't know what to write, I don't know what to make, don't know what to talk about, don't know what to create, I'm like, okay, like what am I really going through right now? What is a real piece of me that I could share? What's just present for me right now? And the less I force it, the easier it comes. I don't know how to explain it, but I'm sure you get a feel for what I'm talking about. And this is like the biggest thing I've learned when it comes to writing is let go and let flow. Don't edit as you write. Like try to keep those things separate. Give yourself so much grace. Be in that creative process. Let it be messy and see how you can tap into your authentic feelings to deepen that experience for yourself and then for your person, whoever you're you're trying to reach. So, wow, <laughs> that was a lot. And now we're 17 minutes into the episode and I feel like I just threw a bunch of stuff at you, which I guess is an example of my point. Like, let go and let flow. If you are somebody who is an aspiring writer, I want you to think about where or how have you been getting in your own way? Are you too busy thinking about other people's opinions? Are you procrastinating because you're afraid that nobody will like your work or you're just scared to take that risk, that leap of faith? Are you just like not doing the damn thing because you feel like you're not good enough? If you do this in any area of your life, then here's what I want you to do. Breathe in with me. And as you exhale, I want you to think, fuck that noise. Fuck that noise. Do the damn thing. Nothing else matters besides your hopes, your dreams, your goals. And at a certain point, you have to prioritize those above all else. After writing two books on self-love, one thing that gets in my way personally, I guess, is just thinking like, oh, first of all, maybe I'm not a good enough writer or I'm not far along in my journey. Like, what do I know? I'm in my mid-20s writing about this big esoteric concept. Is this even going to land with anyone? Is anybody even going to take me seriously? And what I realized the most after writing these two books is that you do not need to have everything figured out in order to share your gifts with the world. In fact, not having everything figured out and being able to express that authentically and just be super, super real about it and super honest and basically process while you're creating then that creativity is going to be therapeutic. And that message, you're doing it for yourself and you're serving your people in the deepest way possible. That is the most beautiful circle of creativity that I can possibly think of. I don't think I ever want to be the kind of person that's like, wait, let me just have everything perfectly figured out and and make sure that I'm on top of the world and then I can talk to people. Because what happens then? When you're on top of the world, guess what? You're talking down to people, right? And 
it's not something that people do consciously, but it's just like the nature of it. But when instead you can tap into your humanity, realize that there's a common humanity in all of us. We are all messy and flawed and stupid at times and also beautiful, wonderful, thoughtful, caring creatures. When you can really tap into that and accept that in yourself, accept that in others, and express that in the form of your creative work, then that is what's going to resonate with people the most. So I hope that this was somewhat inspiring to you, my little ramblings. I hope there's some little gems that you took away from this. And hopefully you and I can start journaling together with the help of 100 Days of Self-Love, which is now available for you to pre-order. All the information about my new journal is on my website, maryscupoftea.com slash journal. Please make sure that you pre-order by November 1st and fill out the form there so I can send you the audiobook for free. As always, I'm just so eternally grateful for all of your support. I hope that this journal is a beautiful blend of many aspects of self-love and that you really hear my heart and soul through these words that I can't wait to share with you so, so soon, November 1st. Woohoo! I love you. I believe in you. And remember, fuck that noise and go do the damn thing. You are a creative soul who deserves to put your work out into this world. And I will stand by that and keep reminding you of that until you believe it for yourself. Okay, we'll talk next time. Toodaloo! Hey self-lovers, just one more thing before we farewell. If you've been enjoying the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast, I would greatly appreciate it if you could leave a review on Apple or rate the show on Spotify. Your feedback helps the podcast grow, and as someone whose love language is words of affirmation, your kind words mean the world to me. If you're listening on Apple, you can just scroll all the way down on the podcast homepage and at the bottom you will see a place to leave a review. And if you're listening on Spotify on the show's homepage, there will be a little star and clicking that star will let you send in your rating. Thank you so much for listening and helping me spread the gift of self-love. And speaking of the gift of self-love, make sure you pick up my book, which is available in stores and online worldwide. Just go to maryscupoftea.com slash book, and you'll find all the links to order the gift of self-love, whether that's on Amazon, Walmart, Target, small indie bookstores, and wherever else books are sold. Again, thank you so much for your endless support. Please always remember that you are loved. I love you. And I will talk to you next time on the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast. Toodaloo!